Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Warning. 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 Trigger alert. She about to say some real shit. Hey everyone, we are approaching Christmas and have I got a Christmas gift for you. I am bringing you a dear friend of mine and someone who's really changed the landscape of what we now call feminism with her partners and contributors of Bust Magazine, my friend Lori Hensel, who I have known for the last 25 years. I have the first issue of Bust Magazine when it was a photocopied zine. I have the sticker in one of my peace books from the early 90s. And the work that they did is so seminal in in modern feminism, sort of bringing a positive airy, fun light to feminism instead of this very complainy, soapboxy view that it had when we were all young feminists fighting the good fight. Please listen to this special New York story of Bus Magazine and Lori Hensel's personal experiences around town. Without further ado... Lori Hensel from Bus Magazine. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I am so excited to bring 
a, a dear friend of mine, someone who I've sort of come up with for the last uh, 25 years or so. Mm-hmm. Someone I knew when she was birthing Bust Magazine. Someone I've known from the East Village wild days of the early 90s. Miss Lori Hensel from Bust Magazine. Hello. Bust is celebrating their 25th year this year. Yep. Let me just ask you something. Yes. Who the fuck still has a print magazine in like 2018? I mean, I just want to say oh, yeah. hello. Last, An independent magazine in 2018. Kudos yeah. to you. It's crazy. It is really crazy. It really is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I come from the print world and it's like who who does that? It's what a feat. It really is. Thank you. And you really should pat yourself on the back. Patting. Patting. Can't see it, but I'm patting. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's it's uh it's very interesting and and you know, we've obviously seen a lot of changes in 25 years, but uh So I remember I remember you from Notel Motel. Mm-hmm. Deb Parker. Deb Parker's bar where I sort of got very entrenched in feminism. You were a bartender there? I was a bartender there. Right. Mm-hmm. But I found this group of women, these like unapologetic rock and roll beer swilling bitches. Mm-hmm. My fucking Avenue A Dykes, what's up? And they really like sort of educated me mm-hmm. about feminism. And at the time, I was writing graffiti, and I was really sort of uh, driven by this um, ethos of you know we're going to just you know attack. Mm-hmm. But sort of outside of that, and you guys. There was no feminist. <laughs> like, I didn't know I didn't know anyone. And no one wanted to sort of self-identify mm-hmm. as a feminist. Yeah. I, I think we should just mention that Deb Parker was, like, the queen of the East Village. And I mean, the, I don't know if she, the, the literal queen right, of and the, she, the East Village. She had all those businesses that she was running in the East Village, and they were all so cool. Like, every bar that she did topped the last one. Yeah. And— she was a real role model, I think, for a lot of people. Well, she also, like, hired all women. You know, she yeah. had an all-woman staff. And, yeah, I had never met a woman like that yeah. before. And then her— Tattoos s- all over, like, before anyone had tattoos. Right. I she mean, I remember that when sleep. she had no tattoos. Right. And she was still wild. You know, yeah. she fired Madonna. Oh, did she? Yeah, I think oh, she, like, worked for her for, at, like, the Pyramid Club. And she's like, who does this chick think she is? You're out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I love her even more now. I mean, yeah, yeah Deb Parker's uh, OG. OG. Yeah. But, yeah, there really weren't feminists. Like, feminism wasn't cool at all. And I and I think also that, like, no one really said the word. Mm-hmm. They were just, you know, like, right. De- I don't think Deb was no. necessarily no, no, saying no. that she was a feminist. But she, she right. you know, lived it. She and, walked the walk. She walked the walk. But um, I, I for me personally, like my role models were people like Yoko Ono and Marianne Faithful, and you know nobody was talking about feminism, but they, but they, they even though they were, don't you remember those crazy women that were like in 
Astor Place, like right outside the subway station in the 80s, there were protesting porn. Yeah. That's oh, what the- le- that's what like feminine uh, yeah, feminine, it- feminism was to the public. Right. There was the one lady, she was pretty crazy. She was crazy. That with the she had the hustler yes. cover blown up. So it was, let me explain, it was a meat grinder with meat coming out of it and then Photoshopped or whatever they did back. They didn't have Photoshop back then, but um, superimposed. De- decoupage. Yes. <laughs> Paste up some mechanicals. Um, that was a, a woman's naked body being fed into it. And she would scream at you, scream at everybody about how terrible that was. And, you know, it was terrible, but she was terrible. So it kind of like killed the message, you know? She was it did insane. it did it was it was a it was a lot. It was not a good representation for feminism. <laughs> so. like, lady, you're crazy. Stop screaming at everybody. So that that right that was what you if you said you were a feminist back right. then people were like oh well you're, in, you're like a man hating horrible person. You're like yeah that's who I am. But basically. then I kind of embraced that. Like that's why I liked saying I was a feminist because I was like yeah fuck you I am a feminist. Like it doesn't it can mean other things. And it was kind of just like. A way to be anti. Yes, I agree. You know what I'm saying? My my best friend at the time was gay, and she, you know, was a, a died in the wool feminist. And and later, I remember crying to her like years later, and I said, you know, I don't think you can really be a real feminist unless you're a lesbian, because <laughs> you have to serve men in the, the other ways when you're straight, and I don't like it. Like, <laughs> And she's like, no, no, you can be a feminist and yeah. be straight. <laughs> One of my favorite feminists was my friend Abby Levine, who I don't know if you knew her. She was a go-go dancer and stripper, but and she by night in the daytime she worked at a library. Mm. She was like the most feminist person I'd ever met, and so she was just like she was showing everyone like. You can do all these things and still be a feminist, right? The duality, which was really right. interesting to me, because you know everyone—that's not what—that's not what what we were presented with. And so back then, okay. But I'm talking '80s. So this is way before bust. Sure, sure, sure. You were thinking about feminism when you guys birthed bust. When when it was a zine, mm-hmm. were you finding women really sort of like latching on, like, whoa, this is. You know, what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I started Bust with um, Debbie Stoller and Marcel Karp. We all worked at Nickelodeon. Those two came up with the idea, and they came to me and said, like, oh, I'm a graphic designer. So they're like, will you help us do this thing? We want to make this thing. And I knew a little bit about printing, and it was my, you know, how to do pace up something. Actually, it was the very early days of computer, so we could we did some of it on the computer. Right, it so just, it was, a, like, just a Xerox zine. Xerox and stapled, and we dropped it off at See Here. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, I little did. zines. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and our we had put our address in there. We got a PO box, and we started to get letters from people saying like, "This is so great." You know, I, I really identify with this because the whole thing was just our friends writing about personal experiences. It mm-hmm. was like maybe fifteen or so essays in there. I don't know how many, but um, yes, the people wrote to us, strangers. You know, our friends loved it, but like strangers wrote to us and said, we love this. You know, here's a dollar for the next one. And we were like, oh my God, we have to make another one. You know, it's kind of like, okay, let's do this. Right. And so it just was very organically grew that way that people would send letters. Then we had e- we had an email address. We had an AOL account. So cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and um, yeah, so then, you know, 
we knew that people were responding to it. I think that like Bust really resonated once it started going sort of outside of New York, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that in New York, you have to be like a tough woman anyway, but sort of in other parts of the country, Mm -hmm. they didn't have that sort of rally call. Right, right. I think, you know, it really gave a commonality to women all over the country and you know, I uh, it's it's incredible if you look at young women today, right? They're mm-hmm. all identifying as feminist, whereas yes. ten years ago you couldn't say that. Right. It's flipped now. Like, but back in the day, if you said you were feminist, people were like, "Ew, you're gross," right. or whatever, or you're an asshole. And now it's kind of it's kind of flipped. We we do we see this with celebrities. If they say they're not a feminist, they get hammered. Right. On the internet. Like, how dare you say that? So it's just well, funny. Well, just like, how could you be a woman and not be a feminist? Yeah. Just means that you think men and women should be equal. That is so that's, it's a simple That's what I always definition. say. It's about right. equality right. and not dominance. It's not about that we're better than men. Well, I mean, even though we are. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, I heard it here first. We're better than men. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that way how that happened. And, you know, there's it might go back. Who knows? But I I really feel that, like, Bust laid the groundwork for this sort of, n- this new generation of making feminism, like, fun and flirty and, and not so militant, mm-hmm. you know? Or academic. Or I mean, academic. You know, Ms. is still around and was a very powerful magazine. It, you know, it, it Absolutely. was like— a lot of respect for them. But, you know, with Bus, we kind of wanted—we didn't want to write about only the bad things that happened to women. Rape and sexism and, oh, my God, it's terrible to be a woman. Like, we were, like, in our 20s, and we were like, we love being women. Like, it's cool. Like, there's all these great things that— there are positives. Of so course, we kind of wanted to, you know, right. Was a, I think that, you know, feminism was seen as you have to complain about men. Right. You know. And so we weren't really about that. We were, we still are not. We're just like, we're just celebrating all the cool stuff that women do. It's very simple. I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that really sort of like changed the the face of feminism and sort of the acceptability of it. And, uh, you know, honestly, you had kids when you were how old? You know, it was funny. I was just trying to—I I was 29 when I got pregnant. And oh, my God. I'm you're into, still babies having babies. I'm into astrology. Uh-huh. You know, that's like your Saturn return is around the uh-huh. age of 29. So that was my Saturn return. I got knocked up. Um, I So, yeah, uh, my first daughter, Olive, was born in 1994. You don't remember what year? 94. Oh, sorry, I'm getting my dates mixed up. Yeah. 94. So a year after bus started. Wow. Yeah, I had Olive. And Penny is now 20, so she was born in 98. I love being, I love being pregnant. I love being a mom. I wanted to get that out of the way. You are such a weirdo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine being pregnant and working mm-hmm. with all women was uh, an advantage. Well, when, when we were, okay, Bust was so small then. It was really something we just did on the weekends mm-hmm. and at nights. So I had regular job. Mm-hmm. I worked. So how did you sort of have this passion project, regular job, and children? I don't know. I was crazy. Yeah, it was it, a little it muddy. Must have, it must have been yeah. really but, difficult. 
It was, but, you know, bust was part-time then. Uh-huh. You know, it was just something that we did in our spare time. We only put out two issues a year, so it wasn't it Right, wasn't it wasn't, really right, like, a, like an with, all, with, all. With Penny, though, my second, it was a little crazy because we were, that was when we were really starting to, like, get. Gear up and get, get advertisers. Yeah, right. and, and we were, oh, let's see, in 98, we were, how many years is that? Five years old. So that was, like, getting in Vogue magazine and, like. I look at those photos now, and I was like, oh, my God, I was pregnant in that picture. Shit. <laughs> I look so bloated. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, I love being pregnant. You yeah. should just totally be like, oh, I was pregnant. Well, you couldn't tell because I was like like early trimester. And I was right, like, that weird like so thickness, yeah. right? <laughs> I wish I could tell people, I am pregnant here. But anyway. Um, you can. Yeah. I'm okay, she was pregnant. Now. She was pregnant. She was pregnant. So in 98, we were asked by MTV to do a pilot for a bust show. So I remember being that up That goes those, against their whole yeah, sort no, of— they didn't pick it up. Oh, uh, yeah. They're they like— They never picked it up. Strong women, yeah. like, taking they their were, taking space? No. It, they were jumping on the Spice Girls train. Okay. And so they're like, oh, this might— There was somebody there that was rooting for us, but it didn't okay. make it— We made this really cool pilot, but it didn't make it past, you know, the decision makers. But I just—I remember being so morning sick that I was laying— on the ground underneath my desk, like in a ball, like, oh my God, this hurts so much. So that Aww. was that was one day that was rough. But you know, otherwise I did I did like being pregnant and, and having kids is fun. It's been fun for me. Right. And but now my kids now are kids out of the are, house. They're in college. Yeah, they're like it's they're gone. Right. I barely see them anymore. And so you had you have two daughters mm-hmm. and are they self identifying feminists? Yes. They fucking better be. They better be. All right. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're really great, actually. I remember when I was pregnant and then when I had my baby and I would bring my baby to work and think and I had all women mm-hmm. employees and they would just grab the baby mm-hmm. and Nobody else would do work at the office when, right. but but me. I would be yeah. like, all right, I'm hammering out these emails. Yeah. Like, yeah, fine, have fun. <laughs> Did you? I remember before I had kids, I thought this is going to be fine. I'll just sit at my desk and I'll have a, like a crib next to the desk. I'll that's, just put the kid in the crib right, and that's I'll what work. I thought. Right, but like no, no, it does no, not work. They that reach way. up yeah, and like, they pick yeah. me up, crying, whatever. You get no work done. Well, also— you got to get a babysitter. Right. When you hear that, like, call for the mother, mm-hmm. especially when they're, like, not verbal, or they're verbal but non, you know, uh, not with proper uh, proper English words, um, I think you just can't. Yeah, like, no, it's a weird— Yeah, instinctual thing. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, baby. But, yeah, yeah I used to—100%. I also used to pump. Mm. The sound of the pumping machine would put the baby to sleep, and then I'd be, like, typing, oh, right? And so it would be, like—and then I'd be, like, okay, the baby's asleep. I'd turn off the pump. Right. And then as soon as it would go off, the baby— <laughs> like, Should have then, a recording And then that. I'd be, like, oh, my God, I just drained all my milk. Right. <laughs> like, I can't even nurse him now. Like, oh, my God, those were crazy, crazy days. And um, I've always said— it's easier to work than to have a have raise a child, and Absolutely. and that's the problem in America, and the devaluation of women and their role as a mother. Mm-hmm. That's really what what I think the problem is. Is yeah. and I do it too. I'm like, that she doesn't work. 
Like, mm-hmm. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Like, ugh. Right. But it it's really unfair yeah. because it is so, so hard. So really and there's hard. no, you know, gratitude or in, in our society for, for this really, like, thankless abusive job mm-hmm. right like yes. it's very abusive like uh, like i mean it's just it's just <laughs> full on you can't there's no breaks right there's no breaks you can't decide you don't want to do it one day so bust is churning up and you're and you have two kids mm-hmm. did motherhood make you feel like you were missing out on stuff mm, yeah but you know you like, had great support yeah and, i my husband is super supportive. He he does a lot in our child. He did all. He still does. Like uh-huh. he's like there. You know, the only thing I was missing out on was like going to bars. And I had done so much. You know, so much sure. partying when I was in my twenties. I was like, I don't care anymore. Sure. I really don't. Sure, I didn't, sure, sure. You know, now I go out again. That <laughs> the kids are gone, I go out a lot. But like there was a long time where I was just like, nah. Well, speaking of motherhood. It was a, a major surreal experience when I had my baby. And then, yeah. like, every, my whole family was coming in all day and night. Mm-hmm. Now it's 10 o'clock at night. I told my husband, go home. Like, I need you to be in tip-top shape tomorrow. I'm going to send the baby to the nursery. I'm going to get some sleep. This is when you're in the hospital. Right, when okay. I'm in the hospital. Yeah. Right. So then yeah, everybody leaves. The baby's there. I call the nurse. I'm like, hey, can you take the baby to the nursery and then wake me in three hours and I'll nurse him? And I just need to sleep a little bit. And she left with the baby, and I, I remember just sitting there being like, wow, that's crazy. And then the door flew open. She came back in with the baby. She's like, oh, he's a screamer. He's waking all the babies up. He has to stay in here. And I just oh, remember no. just being like, Uh-oh. Oh, what the fuck? I'm alone with the baby. Like, I can't walk. Like, I yeah. couldn't, like, control my bladder. So I would just, like, pee. Like, oh. just, and I had four maxi pads on. So I was like, oh, whatever. I have four maxi pads on. Like, I'll just pee on my way to the bathroom. Whatever. <laughs> but it was super surreal. Another experience that I have that is so Twilight zone to me is the night of the elections. And I oh. was with you. Yes. Oh, my God. And I remember being like, it's our night. I know. We were— Hillary's going to win. There's no fucking way she's not going to win. Here, let's have another beer. Woo! Mm-hmm. We, it's it's our night. And you were like, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm, <laughs> I'm such worried. a worrywart. You're like, I'm so worried. I'm reading this stuff. And I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, you're crazy. There's no way. And you were going to the Javits Center for— No, no. I was, go- I was going to um, a friend's place to watch it on TV. Oh, I thought you were going to the actual no, Javits no, no, Center. No, no, no. Because that sounded terrible. Oh I did God. have friends that were there. Oh, my no, that God. Was, we, it was, so it must have been just the, the craziest. It was such a nice night because I hadn't seen you in a while. And we were like, oh, it's good. To, you know, and we, we rode that train together. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, okay, like, this this, this is going to be— You were sort of, like, pumping me up. Like, no, don't worry about it. We got this. I was this. like, there's we no way. This. There's no way. We're winning. This yes. is a huge, a huge day. And so I was like, okay— She's right. I, I'm, you know, stop worrying, Hensel. Like, you know, you always do this. You worry yourself, you know. And then I got to my friend's house, and I was like, "What's going on?" And they were, they were it was still early. It was mm-hmm. like maybe eight, eight thirty or eight o'clock. And I'm like, well, she just lost, you know, some state. And I was like, oh, I'm like oh. And then it was just all downhill from there, and it was so depressing. So I was, I felt like I had my last happy moment with you. <laughs> I, as far I mean, as the country is it, concerned. It, yeah, it was. Which and was, thank you for that. But then it was like, you know. 
I remember after I left you, so I called three other people and I was like, I was just with Lori Hensel and she's really worried. Like, and they're like, there's no way. And then I, I have like a long commute home and I kept like looking at the news. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And I called my husband who was home sleeping and I was like, wake up. Mm. Like, turn on the TV. Like, what's going on? I'll be home in 10 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. get up. Mm-hmm. We got to. And we just sat there all night yeah. just dumbfounded. I know. My friend, we were, as it got later, we were just getting more and more depressed. And she went into her bedroom and she <laughs> brought out Xanax. I, some pill. I don't even, I'm not a pill popper, but. You like, started, hand it I over. I was like, give, whatever that is, just give it to me because I. I need to go home and sleep because, and then I went, I, I did, I went home, like I went home around one in the morning and I was like, I'm going to go to sleep because when I wake up, it's going to be fine. You know, something's going to happen in the night and it'll all, but it, that didn't happen. It was insane. It yeah. was really insane. Um, I but wanna, you know, I have parents who are Trump, my whole family is. I know you told me that. So I, you know. That's why I was worried because I they're, so they're very they like, American. W- do you talk to them? Why do they like Trump? I don't know. I'm scared to talk. I'm, I'm. I'm. We're not speaking hardly about that. We don't speak about that. I feel they're Republicans, so they're like. I don't. I don't think they actually like Trump. Nobody likes Trump, right? But they like the tax benefits of being. A Republican. Yeah, they're, that's all they care about is fucking taxes. I mean, that's what they. That's what all the Republicans that's what, right. say. That's mm-hmm. what they say. But like, really, that's it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he put, like, New York swag, like, for the whole—you know what I mean? Like, he had that, like, New York guy swag or something so, that he, it's like— like, tacky, I mean, it is so—it's so, it's, it's so Queens. Yeah, like. it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's so—it really whole, is. This whole thing is— I mean, we look like a joke every, to the rest of the world. Every day is just—gets— more and more insane. I definitely don't read the news. I don't read the news. It makes me really depressed, and I also think the media, not Bust Magazine, though, but I I literally hate the media. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about sort of like the baby, like the babies of Bust and the media Mm -hmm. and the way the sort of media is now, sort of Jezebel. Jezebel's still around, right? Jezebel's still around, and actually— I was very pleased to see uh, Anna Holmes. She's, I think she's the founder of Jezebel. Yeah, one of them. She had a book that came out a couple years ago, and she wrote in her book that that they were inspired by Bust. Or, you know, she well, said that Jezebel was like Bust in internet form, which Ex- I was glad Ex- to get that validation. Except they became like snarky gawker bitches, yeah. and they were really like snarly, and they, and mm-hmm. gawker, or maybe it was gawker more than them have created this sort of finger-pointing, headline-catching— Right. Well, the Internet is its own terrible But don't place. you think it's sort of you like— You have to have clickbait stuff, otherwise you won't get any traffic. Sure. So that's what they were doing. They were like, let's say something shitty about this person because it, it'll get a lot of clicks. And that's what most sites do. You have to, otherwise you don't. I guess get any. so. I guess so. But it's but, like yeah, it's a whole. New, it's like a, it's a dark place, right? So there, recently, like I only read like the gossipy stuff mm-hmm. because it, I really. I'm curious what what sites do you like? I don't like any sites. I only okay. like bust bust dot com. I, <laughs> I have that like stupid news feed on my phone. That's like oh stuff you like like, like Cardi Apple. B is getting a divorce. I'm like oh my god, I have to read this. Right. So Apple News, you. Do. <laughs> right. That's a, that's media. 
It's a hundred percent media. CNN seems to mm-hmm. me like it's a parody of liberals. Like mm-hmm. it's a like it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a parody of it. Like okay. it's bizarro. I read this article that people were calling Beyonce a cultural appropriator. Oh my god! Because she wore Indian garb. Wait for this. Performing at an Indian wedding in India. Oh my God. But I feel like like a lot of that, I mean, I wanted to love Jezebel. I helped, you know, mm-hmm. in their like inception mm-hmm. in, um, I was in this like focus group of feminists that were like, do you like oh, the name? Really? Do you, yeah, with like Mo Tachik. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a well, long. Tracy, you know, worked for Bust for seven years. Yeah. She was one of the early people at Jezebel. Right. She was. She was an early, yeah. early Jezebelian. There became just this like really like bitchy finger pointing and I, I really had to like sort of like abandon them mm-hmm. uh, big time and, and they just became sort of, you know, like this yeah. like clickbait thing. But they were so sort of important mm-hmm. because this is the new media. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny to me that they survived and Gawker didn't because Gawker was the bigger site. Well, you Jezebel's- know what happened to Gawker, right? You know why they got shut down. No. Oh, my God. Was it the pictures? It, they released a video of, I, okay, Hulk Hogan, right? Hulk Hogan, his sex tape. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah, okay. I hope I'm, I'm getting your eyes. this right. We might need to <laughs> Google this, but I believe it was Hulk Hogan. I, I'm going to sound like a real idiot if it wasn't. And it, um, he sued them. And put them out of business, and but I forget some famous person gave him the money to sue. Them. It was like a some a, like a enemy of Nick Denton or something. Yes, right. right. He had a lot of. I, did, I can't remember who it was, but somebody gave him the money. Damn. Anyway, Hulk and then Hogan. They got shut down. Huh. Mm-hmm. But Jezebel, I guess, was part of is part of some other. They're owned by someone else now. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't look at it anymore. It's just kind of interesting. Isn't that sad? No. <laughs> For me. The reason why I think that people love you, including myself, is that there is a positivity. Mm-hmm. There isn't a joy in dragging people down. There is no joy in that. And and I think that's some of the, the women's stuff can get really catty and bitchy. Yeah, I guess. Um, what do you think uh, about what's going on with all like this Me Too stuff? That's a very um, general question. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's great. I mean, I think that, you know— Men doing shitty stuff, they need to be called on it. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's complicated because there are different levels of how bad this stuff is. And I do think a lot of it tends to get um, all put on the same track. You it know, does. somebody raping someone versus somebody just sexually harassing, you know. So you you have to be careful because— Well, I think that's the problem. Th- right. This but, is but the problem. There's also, you know, I work with young people. Mm-hmm. I have young daughters. Mm-hmm. They are not having—they're like zero tolerance. It's amazing. So, and this is a generational thing. And I say things in the office, and they are aghast. So Right. You know, and so—and our readers are, too. You know, we—not everybody is always happy with, with the things we say. And certainly the things that I say— in the office, I get in trouble. So I have to be careful what I say right now. What are you, a menace? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the opposite, that I'm, that I'm a I bad know, I'm feminist. I'm I'm a bad feminist. You are not. No, I'm. 
Um, Did you read Roxane Gay's book, by the way? It's excellent. No, I oh, have to. It's, it's so on my good. list. It's on my list. She is a genius. She's yeah. a fucking genius. I mean, her other book was so I, good. I love her. I yeah. love her so much. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it. I someone said this in my office the other day, and you know how we've always had to worry about what we do or sit for as women. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I going to be seen as as too slutty, or or am I going to be perceived as a um, you know Miss Prissy if I don't do this? Right, a prude it, or something. Prude. Right. Those things are going on in our head, and now it's time for men to start thinking about their thoughts. What is? How am I going to be perceived if I'm macking on this girl? Like. Am I like let, let's have them think about their actions instead of us having to do it all the time? I'm not explaining this very well, but you know what I'm no, saying. No, I like, do. Oh, right, right. They need like, to be. There right. needs to be more self examination on, on how right. sexual politics right. are played right. by men. Right, right. They need to right. you know reconsider some of their right. older tactics and like yeah, I'm going to get this chick shit right. faced and she won't be able to right. You know, really, I'm just going to fuck her and you know like uh, and also the whole the stealthing thing about this no oh my god it's like where the guy is fucking a girl and secretly takes his condom off so he can finish inside of her and she doesn't know it's called stealthing come on you know about all this stuff you're with the young people no it's terrible so you know they're not there there's no fear of aids people don't wear condoms anymore these People, these young people are getting gonorrhea. What are I you know, talking? What are you talking about? Are you Al Capone? To, I, like, what are you doing? I mean, I try <laughs> to explain that to people. Like, when we were coming up, uh, you had to wear a condom because you didn't want to die yeah. from AIDS. Yeah. Or get or pregnant. Or get any sort of disease. So what about the accountability with getting pregnant? Like, what happens then? Like, well, I don't think people even worry about that so much anymore. Because it was But just, no, but the stealthing thing is really fucked up. Because, yeah, you could get pregnant or you could get a, a disease. disease, right? Yeah, it's really terrible. But anyway, getting back to the Me Too thing, I think men need to check themselves, you know? And maybe this will help them do that. Maybe it will make them realize, like, oh, yeah, when I did that, you know, men are—I've heard guys say, like— well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I did me to somebody. I don't even realize it, you know. Right. They try to think back. Like, did I ever do? What did I ever do anything that was predatory? Well, to— I've had some friends that say like, "Oh, these, you know, some of these girls like want me to like grab them and like throw them down on the bed and like all this mm-hmm. stuff." Like, is that I'm not supposed to do that? And I said, right. "Yeah, Just you ask gotta them ask. First. Right. Just you gotta ask, ask them first. You know, like." Whatever your porn moves are, just ask them first. Right. It's really not that hard. But I, <laughs> if some guy was like, can I throw right? you down on the bed? I'd be like, no. <laughs> you might be in the mood for <laughs> like, you know, it. It seems so like. You might be in the mood for that. Or you might. Some people like that. Some people like it. And I don't know. These knees are delicate. <laughs> I'm like, just calm yourself down. All right. Let me sit down at my own pace. <sighs> You know, I feel like there is a backlash against Me Too. Mm, And that I hear this from, like, friends of mine that are executives. And they're like, well, we're just not going to hire women. If they can't just, like, you know, hang and, Mm, you know, everything's mm -hmm. so offensive and this and that. Like, we're just not going to hire them. It's a liability. (sighs) So it's like there's there's 
always abuse of power. Mm-hmm. Like, it, no matter what, mm-hmm. even for women, like, yeah. the, now they have their power, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, you hear these stories and you're like, really? Is that, like, the end of—it just felt like growing up in New York, right? right no, and being I mean, a young person yeah. in New York, you had to turn down dudes yeah. every second. Like, and am I worse for it? Was right. it annoying? Yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. And and it's like, it's like sometimes you just have to let that stuff roll off. Right. Know? But so, a lot of the young girls who have worked for me, mm-hmm. they are, it ruins their entire day. They're so angry that mm-hmm. some dude said like, hey, smile, you're so beautiful or mm-hmm. something. And I, I know it's annoying. But you got to be able to be like, yeah. whatever. Let's There's just, bigger fish to fry, right? And but yeah, I and mean, that's and what like, I, I find like all that right. stuff is being conflated, I conflated. Mean, thank you, conflated into the same issue, and then it's making people sort of be like, ugh, these mm-hmm. uh, these women, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to know like how much is too much for certain people. They're more sensitive. I don't know. I don't know when I. I worked at the 8th Street Playhouse when I was in college, Mm -hmm. and my boss there was insane. He literally would ask everybody. He was very sexual. Will you suck my dick? Mm -hmm. Lori, will you suck my dick? Every day. And I would just laugh at him. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, I'm not going to suck your dick. Stop asking me. It was hilarious. I mean, we just laughed at him. So, And I wasn't scared. Like, yeah, he could have fired me, but he wasn't going to fire me because— he, you know, it was just like that was him. So I'm not saying that that is okay. But nowadays, oh, that nowadays, guy would have been put in jail. No, right, 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 right. right. Sadly, 100%. I mean, he ended up dying of AIDS. He was like, he was, he would fuck anybody. He would take boys up into the, and he was gay too. I'm like, that was the other thing. I was like, first of all, so was it just like, can you hang? Is he? Was he no, really no, asking? No, he was very. You? He was a sex um, addict. He was a sex addict. He had. He wanted. He had a lot of sex all the time. He had a huge dick. I only know this because, <laughs> you know, you're like, I. You can see <laughs> his pants, you know, when you can see like an outline. Oh, in yeah, the, gray sweatpants. Like, gray like, sweatpants were on No, that. even with jeans, it was, <laughs> like, it was like very huge. Um, and I knew people that had had sex with him. But um, anyway, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, it's a generational thing. The young people don't see it the same way that I see it and probably the way you see it. right. So it's like if that's your if that's the like I'm giving it handing it over to them like you guys deal with this now. right like, right right you come I don't up have with to worry that. anymore I'm I'm in my fifties I don't really get catcalled thank God I agree <laughs> with you that I think it's good that the that the young women are so hyper conscious of this stuff and that they are they're figuring gonna, it out yes, they're, and they're also they're not taking any shit no they are not. And they have know, zero tolerance, and you know, I'm like, good, like that. If that's just do it, like you guys, they're going to figure it out, right? I, it's not my, I can't figure that out for them. But I do think there are a lot of weird, like mixed messages. I love the fact that like women own their sexuality, mm-hmm. and they want to present in a certain way, but then if you call them sort of on it, like mm-hmm. as a man, not me. Because <laughs> if I say, oh, you sexy hot bitch, they'll be like, oh, yeah, claw. Right. But if a guy says that, then mm-hmm. they're like, fuck you, don't sexualize, but you're sexualizing yourself. There's a there's a lot of um, yeah. confusing um, 
empowerment necessarily. You know, well, like I, I'm a little confused by right. it myself. Because not that I don't. Uh, not that I'm judging. Right. I'm We've not. been raised in a patriarchy, so it's right. This is, we're conditioned to think these things. You're, con, you know, people are conditioned to think if, if a woman is wearing, you know, high heels and a short miniskirt that they're a slut. But really, like, who cares what they're wearing? Like. They should be able to—you should be able to wear whatever the hell you want. Right. And not In a feminist utopia, touched. you should yeah. be able to right. fucking walk down the street right. naked, right. do your thing, right. right? But we don't live in that feminist no. utopia. And sadly, we still are in this patriarchal mm-hmm. society with these ideas of, you know, that women need to be, like, pure mm-hmm. and, you know— but, I really like the slut walk thing that Amber Rose does. You know about that? I do. I think that sounds fun. I wish I could go to it. It's in L.A. Let's like, go. Just a Let's bunch go, of, you and me. <laughs> Let's get our most sluttiest outfits. Totally. It would be amazing. Jumpsuits. Slutty jumpsuits. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're here for you girls. Yeah. We are here for you. They'll be like, who are these? whose moms are these? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, I do. I think it's good because— Women are sexual, and they don't need to hide in a closet mm-hmm. or apologize or be judged. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, in the same breath as I say that, mm-hmm. I judge. You do. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm like, ugh, she's just some internet slut. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, uh, I don't right. know. I don't want to really have her work here. Like, what is she? Like, no. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But— but she's presenting herself in that way. I don't need those skills at mm-hmm. at my employ where I'm employed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I need a little bit more cerebral activity. You right, know what I mean? Right. right. So, but some people might have that cerebral activity. I know. And, I need both. Right, I need. Right. I need both. Sure. And so, like, but you know what I mean? I can reduce someone, but I could do the same thing to a dude too. I'm like, right. oh, he's just like. Right. I mean, we judge people. That is what you know, humans do. that. You can't help it. You do it, you know? Right. It's not always admirable. You don't want to admit it, but you do it. You judge people based on their looks. You're not supposed to, but Of course. We're, and, and remember on our Hillary Clinton night, mm-hmm. we were talking about how we felt about Hillary Clinton back when we were young. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, I didn't like her. Right. Because she had cankles, yeah, and it, like, bothered me. Like, right. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And then I also judged her so harshly for being um, the woman scorned by Bill and not leaving him. I was like, right. this I, is your opportunity right. to, like, just be like, yo, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you're yeah, not going to— about that, too. Because I just feel like women have had to take it on the chin, literally, so much being victimized mm-hmm. by their husbands that mm-hmm. I just thought— you know, like yeah. if you literally are like, okay, I'm done with you, bye. That would have really changed the trajectory of feminism and women, you know, but she couldn't, like, I get it. She right. couldn't. Right. She's fucking president's wife. Like, right. you're not going anywhere, no. honey. Sit they down. have some sort of an arrangement. Of course they do. I mean, it's hard to talk about Hillary Clinton because she's very polarizing. She is. But I always like to say she's a politician, right? Mm-hmm. Politicians. Often do shady, always do shady things. They always do shady. All of them. Maybe the only person who hasn't is St. Bernie Sanders. I don't know. He's probably 
but he's he a politician. Also, there's he's a poli- no way you he's don't. He's also voted you're, against things that you you guys. You that's know, right. And then he didn't he like. he joined with some like anti-abortion. Right. Per- there's like no, who does that? Right. What? There's no perfect person. There's no saints, especially in politics. So I always say like, let the women fuck up too. You know what I mean? Like right. that's why I'm they, so glad they are so harshly are judged getting into politics because. They may do better. They may not. But let's give them a chance at least, you know? Well, New York politics in particular in Albany is Mm -hmm. like a cesspool of like sex and drugs. And it's like, oh, it's supposed to be like the most corrupt. Really? Oh, yeah. There's just hookers. There's so many drugs. I mean— if you look at that whole, like, Elliot Spitzer, like, that dude was, like, putting pimps away and all this stuff. Right. Meanwhile, like, dude, like, that's your shit. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I don't I don't. The hypocrisy that. in yeah. it is so disgusting. You yeah. know what I mean? So this woman, Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. how do you feel about her? I like her. I like her, too. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She actually came to the Craftacular last year. Did she and really? And gave a talk, yeah. She's great. I love her. She's calling everybody on their shit. She's amazing, I think. So t- let's talk more about the Craftacular. You just had one. Yeah. I've done the Craftacular a bunch know, of times. Uh, we just did it last weekend. It's, it was good. It was took a lot of work. You know, I'm so a, glad you're doing classes. Yeah, the classes are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to, like, clear my schedule next next one. I know. It's in February, right? Uh, no, no, no. I don't know. We'll probably do one in the spring. Yeah. February. Do, I'm calling that February. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, we don't have that set up yet. We just— Finished the big ones. So uh-huh. Holiday is the big one. Yeah, holiday is the big one for um, sure. Yeah, we started doing these craft fairs. Um, it's either 12 or 13 years ago. We can't remember. Um, and they, uh, they're they good. They help support the magazine. If we didn't do them, we wouldn't be able to have Bust anymore because print is, you know, print magazines and websites don't bring in that much money. I remember someone saying to me, like, I don't get it. How did feminism become about crafts? Mm. And I was like, wake up. It's yeah. about, like, women's work, women's work yeah. and, yeah. like, taking women's work and reclaiming it yeah. in, a, in a different light. And, you know, uh, I once saw, like, embroidery will never be taken seriously because it's a w- art of woman and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and— um, I love that that reclaiming of mm-hmm. um that's like all Debbie, you know, Debbie really spearheaded that. She she was a knitter and she was always she's really smart. She has a PhD from Yale. Like she didn't show up to this interview, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, it was supposed to be Lori and Debbie, okay. <laughs> but um she she was the one that really was like, hey, you know, she noticed this like in the nineties, like, how come, you know, all the things that women traditionally do, which is housekeeping, cleaning, Darning, sewing, mending, you know, all yep. those things, which are really fucking hard. And if you do them well, you don't get any reward. No. Even if you don't do them. Like, there's no reward. Knitting is hard. These things are skills that you have to learn. It's not like— It's really hard. It's really hard. Um, even, yeah. So anyway, all that stuff, even taking care of children. But So she, she was— really adamant about talking about that in Bust. And we had that issue in 2000 with um, Sandra Bernhard on the cover uh-huh. where she was like in wearing an apron. It was super cute. And it was That whole issue was about this idea of reclaiming women's work. And then Debbie went on to to write those books about um, knitting, Stitch and Bitch. Uh-huh. 
which was about women getting together to hang out and make stuff. Right. So that was like the evolution of crafts and bust. And then and it was the next natural thing was like to get these people, all these women that were starting their own businesses um, together in a physical place to sell their wares. And, it's, and that's how it's, it started. And it's it's really fun. I mean, we— you It's know, awesome. It's it's a fun time. And I, I love I love meeting all the— the people making their pottery or their jewelry or whatever. It's not all it's not all women, but it's a lot of women. It and is some really cool stuff. And and men who love women. Mm-hmm. And I love that macrame is back. It's so 70s. Is it? Yeah. Is it in what like plant holders or yeah, and wall hangings, like these amazing, huge. It's it's really cool. Somebody better get some extra yarn and make me a halter top. <laughs> Ooh, baby. You need a crocheted um, mini. You need a crocheted <laughs> mini. Like to wear as a, as a uh, bandeau. We can wear it to the squat walk <laughs> oh, together. Oh, totally. Let's have a whole macrame jumpsuit. That would be so cute. I would wear it. You know, yeah, I, I know. It. Oh, I know you would, honey. Yeah. So what do you think is the, the sort of like the future of printed magazines mm. being being sort of a a, a, a real vet mm-hmm. and since you know I, I read your article that just came out in the times right mm-hmm. about your 25th anniversary and that it said that you have removed yourself from the payroll mm. again mm-hmm. again yeah. i mean i've i do we it have all to the, do that sometimes. i do it all yeah i do it all the time oh, i'm glad to know it's not just us oh no, no, no i do it all the time i'm like ugh. i can't pay myself like yeah. you know I can buy myself like a bag of pretzels or something. Right. Um, I mean, it's tough to say because, you know, who knows what's going to come down the pike in the future. But I, it does. It seems to be that it's sort of taking the turn the way um, records did, which is like it's an artisanal thing. People will pay a little bit more right, for it's it. It's a niche. Not as many people mm-hmm. read them, mm-hmm. but there are people that still want it and they know it's cool. So they're going to get them? Well, just like the I, way that like, CDs I, now went away. the magazines, like I save them. Yeah. I have like all my bus magazines Aww. from from out the years. Yeah. I remember I did a I did a column for bus when I wanted bust to get into the female sneaker game early. Oh, right, right, right. And I was trying to get right. advertisers. Yes. Like I wanted to get like Nike or Vans yeah. and to to sort of, that's when I was really sort of spearheading like women in sneakers mm-hmm. and um, consulting for all these big brands. And, you know, I wanted to be like, look, even, you know, the feminist magazine, they're looking at sneakers as a viable option, but right. it was, you know, 15 sneaker, years early. It was too early. sneaker people still don't pay any attention to us. It's crazy. It's and Advertising's, ugh, it's Yeah. It's hard to get people to advertise. But anyway, I, I do think that, that that's uh, Well, also magazine. for you guys, because you're like, I'm not kissing the advertiser's ass and having them in, like, you know, doing a million advertorials or like doing, like They're that's, confused by bust. Right. They don't understand. That. Are you, so wait, you're a women's magazine, but you're not a fashion magazine and you're not a beauty magazine. I don't get it. Right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, women are not just about makeup and clothes. That's, not, you know, like, that's so boring. If you were only about that, you would suck, but that's the way that advertisers traditionally look at they won't, women's magazines. Right, they don't want to advertise cars, even though women no. are young. Women are entering into the car yes. market before you know males at the same age. Yeah, it's only diet, mm-hmm. beauty, and fashion. Yep, and it's 
crazy. Yeah, yeah, I see ev- all these perfume. women, right, oh wearing headphones. I, I see like using electronics, phones. right? Like no, they it's, are programmers, yeah. and you know, sadly, and that, so that's that's an issue that we've always struggled with. That's one of the reasons why we're. So, so small still, you know, because we've really never gotten those big ad dollars. Well, but we get it from our readers. You know, we get it. We're, kudos we're, to you. Yeah. Because, I mean, what magazine isn't sort of like bending over for their advertisers? Right. You Sometimes know what I mean? you do have to do things that you don't like. Of course, because that's just right. the way the world works. And then you get hate mail. They say, I can't believe you have an ad for XYZ. Cancel my subscription. Really? I'm like, okay, well. We did one thing that you didn't like. Okay, bye. Right. I'm sorry. For, you know, just so we can so print we can this. survive. Right. Yeah. So we can print this. But and people you can don't read understand it. like the business thing. No one gets it. I mean, the, the basic thing is we rely on our subscribers. Right. You know. So as long as those people are still out there wanting to buy Bust, we will keep making it. How do you ever think about like? how to repackage to this new generation? Or is Bus still sort of like, are you still talking to us? Do you know what I mean? You and me, mm. our peer group, or like a little bit younger than us. Or yeah. do, uh, do you feel like you need to refocus on like today's woman or something? I mean, most of our writers are young, okay. young much younger than we are. So I do think we're talking to them. We're to kind of talking to everybody, but you are. You're talking to all women. That's yeah. what's so yeah. nice about it. It's so inclusive yeah. and not, um, you know, like oh, I'm right. not like cool enough for this, right. or I'm not. I think young the website because the website is basically written by our interns mostly. We have one, a web editor, and she's like, I don't know, in her twenties. I don't know. She's like twenty eight or something. But yeah, I do think you know we're we are talking to to the younger women, but. Um, you know, in order to make big changes, you, you got to have some money because we'd have to hire more people. Sure. So. And. I would love to get an, a nice feminist investor, if you know anybody. I'll keep my, I'll keep mm-hmm. my eyes and ears open, yeah. honey. Because if, oh, if I only had a million dollars, honey. <laughs> I know. I would get in what there. What I could do with a million dollars. Not to talk about the internet, but the, you know, I just think it's crazy how um, a lot of the. Sites that Bust has inspired get tons of investor money. They burn through it because they're not able to make their, their make their own money, and then they shut down. It's but it, that's just how the sort of dot com yeah. revolution works. Weird, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they yeah. they can put a good deck together to get first round right. investing, mm-hmm. and then they just can't follow through. No. I feel like Instagram really sort of killed like the blog mm-hmm. and like. What is popping in blogs? What websites are you looking at? Mm. Well, I look at Instagram mostly. Right. Mostly, right? You've mm-hmm. got every everything's through Instagram. Yeah. Um, Why do you think it's Instagram? Because it is for me. Yeah, like it's I don't well, care I'm, about anything else. No, like I just, I'm a visual person. Okay, so I, you know, I never got into blogs really. Okay, I don't know. I just I like it. It's quick. It's easy. You can go deeper if you want to, like you know, read something. Hmm. Some people spend yeah. time writing, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, next, bye. <laughs> I don't know. I look at the New York Times. What else do I look at? I I get really annoyed at New York, um, online at New York Times because there's always an ad coming up for to uh, well, subscribe how, because right. they need the money, I subscribe, too. so I don't get those ads. Oh, well, I'm like, I'm I not pay giving for you $2, $2 a week. Are you crazy? Yeah, I need I that. 
We'll get a salary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you heard this whole thing about like Tumblr? Everyone complaining about Tumblr. About Tumblr. Yeah, I never was a Tumblr. Neither. I never was a Tumblr. But the kids. Were yeah, into you it. can get deep. I guess I did read something that they're blocking any kind of sex content on Tumblr, I and now think, Instagram is starting to do that too. Do you know about that? Do that? No, no. Even words. It, like what? If like, you write the word penis. Oh, really? Yes. I, I yes. I follow a couple of um my pen is yes very uh, some big. sex <laughs> some sex writer I follow a lot of sex writers okay and they were complaining just today about how um they're getting squashed why because well the, the patriarchy probably <laughs> uh I don't know well you know Instagram is owned by Facebook sure and you know Facebook killed I know that killed us because I they know. want you to pay for for your post to be seen. It is ridiculous. I know. It's not ridiculous in a weird way because that's how they're going to make their money. Well, it's, you know, and Instagram we is signed up for thing. some, like, free something a long time ago. Yeah. Nothing and I wasn't, is free. Nothing I wasn't is free. checking my, like, my statement well, I guess, mm-hmm. for a couple of months. And you were getting charged. And I'm like, yeah. there's $400 on this month and then $700 oh, wow. on another month. I don't know. We had some running ad that mm-hmm. I don't think brought us any clicks right. or anything. Right. And uh, I, like, went crazy and was like, no, we only signed up for, like, the trial. Mm-hmm. And but there was a, some fine print that you didn't read. There was some fine print I didn't read that. Like, <clears throat> if you don't go in. But they make it almost impossible yeah. to stop it. Yeah. Um, they do refund your money right away because your bank mm. demands it. Okay. And so they, right. you know, your bank is like, this is a fraudulent charge. Right. And so, like, you get your money back. Yeah. But it, it was a, a, a very arduous process. Are they under some sort of um, directive from their advertisers that they want it to be more wholesome and stuff? Like, I, I don't yeah, understand. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know what that reasoning is. I worry so much about— Isn't there, like, is, there should be, like, a like a like an Instagram for, um, for, for sexy for, stuff. For sexy, uh, sexy There probably stuff. is. Yeah. It's, we should invent that. Totally. Probably make a lot of money. I don't, know, I don't know how you make money on Instagram except for the advertising. Which well, that's the thing is right. that they're doing that. Yeah, what they're doing now with this close friends thing. Have you noticed this? Yeah, I'm ignoring that. Uh, I ignored it, and then I keep seeing my friends like in things. green, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't make them a close friend. I'm not d- creating content for my friends no. and then creating content for the public. No, you I get know. it, yeah. one shot deal, right? Right. right. But I think what they're doing is they're creating this cluster of people to sell the same advertising to. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're friends. Mm. Oh, yeah. They're... I'm ignoring that friend thing. Good. I'm, I think I'm I might I might do, too. pretending it's not there. Yeah. But I but I keep seeing my friends doing it. I'm like, oh, what is this green circle? Like, let me check it out. I'm mm. like, oh, you're eating avocado toast. That's yeah. exciting. You know, I just wanted to compliment you on your memory. Oh. Very A plus on that. You know. Do you do those yourself? I do them myself. <laughs> <laughs> They're very good. Well, They're very thank funny. thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I haven't gotten into the meme where I I think that that's a skill. I, I don't have that skill. I should have I could pick the picture if you'd give me the words. Oh really? But I can't do both. Oh see, I can't I, come up the with the picture, words and the picture. Oh see, I can I can mm-hmm. and I should work at the New York Post and write headlines. Like that mm-hmm. is my fantasy yeah. job. Do you know what I mean? Like I can see it. I can see like the, the New York Post. Right, you know what I mean? Like Jacko Wacko. Right, or, right, right. <laughs> what is it? Like I have that Headless skill. Headless woman in topless bar. That's the best one. Yes. Ever. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> 
Oh, the post. That's a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, the post. Um, and you know, I think like growing up in New York and reading that like gave mm-hmm. me that skill. Yeah. <laughs> where I can just like identify the obvious and the funny in one sort of mm-hmm. like. And for me, I have like these like meme rules. Like if a meme takes more than like five minutes, no it's good. not it's not good. Mm-hmm. And it has to be like both like snarky. Mm-hmm. Obvious and funny. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It kind of has to have, like, all those, like, yeah. ingredients or it doesn't necessarily work. How do you deal with your—I'm interviewing you now. <clears throat> How do you deal with your haters on Instagram or wherever? Do you uh, ignore or do you engage? I never engage. Yeah, me too. Uh, if it you gets can't. really bad, I block. Yeah. Like, I'll let somebody sneak in with, like, a negative comment, yeah. and I'll be like, okay, I see you. Mm-hmm. But if it persists, I get a lot of women haters. Mm. And like Women you know, haters? Yeah. Or women that are haters? No. Guys that men, hate women. Men that yeah, are, you do. That yeah, are women. I feel like your audience is probably mostly, mostly male. Mostly male, right? And yeah. they love me. Mm-hmm. And my customer is mostly male. I have mm-hmm. a 70% male customer, wow. even though I am— a brand for women. Interesting. Um, so my, the men that follow me, they like appreciate it and they sort of like boost me mm-hmm. for being that way, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, girl, yeah. get yours, yeah. right? But then I do get like, you stupid, ugly bitch. Right. <laughs> and then they keep like posting. I'm like, okay, block and delete. And then they're just gone. And great, they have, yeah. and they like, no, no, no. I don't, mm-hmm. and I just move on. I'm mm-hmm. turn my back and I'm like, Bye. Yeah. Because it's not me they're angry at. They're angry at the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm their conduit for right. Uh, right. insults or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to do it. Do you get a, a lot of um, hate stuff, too? I wouldn't say it's hate. It's complainers. They don't That's like. the internet, though. The internet yeah. has created this uh, yes. complaining, right. this snitching. Right. This, We're not like, good enough feminists for some people, and they— call you. I mean, sometimes we need to be called on our shit and, uh, you know, I mean, so I'll I think admit, that's, it's like, okay, I see what part, you're saying. I think that's part of growing as a person right. and, you know, right. the expectation that mm-hmm. you're perfect mm-hmm. 24-7 right. is just unfair. Yeah. No, I know. And, and I feel like, um, so yeah, if, if someone calls us out, um, I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. That's good. But a lot of times it's just, you know, complaining actually weirdly get a lot of complaints from Canadians. Huh. Do you ever get that? Do you have Canadian customers? N- uh, not that are complainers. Hmm. Hmm. C's. Anything that starts with a C, yeah. they're complainers, okay? There you go. No, I don't know. It's it's just— it's Why? Do you think a, you think Canada's more progressive? And I think they are more— prog- Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, they're like socialists, yes. and they— uh, yeah. They take care of their mm-hmm. people yep. medically and in, they do. Yeah. in uh in other ways. So yes, they are much more progressive. Yeah. Do you think that capitalism is sort of like the root of evil? I do, but I don't and I I, I don't see any other option. Like what would what? we do? Oh, right? right. Communism, that didn't really work. No. Socialism, we are, in some ways, we have some socialism here, you know, a little bit of a it. A little bit. But, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. And, you know, I people like to complain about capitalism all the time. I'm like, okay, great, what's your solution? Because this is what we've got, so you need to make it work or come up with something new. What is the—I don't know what the—I don't know what else you could do. 
We've been doing this a long time. And we but it, but like, really, barter. your end game isn't about money. It's about the message, and that's what right. I always right. say. Like it's never. Live. It's right. right. You have to be able to eat, and right. especially if you have family, right. and you, you have to live. You right. have to be right. able to make. But yeah, it sucks that you have to worry about that. Believe me, I don't want to work. You know. 12 hours every day or whatever. You know, like, I'd love to have more time off, but I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Right. Go live in the woods, but you still have to— Oh, my God, you'd be picking berries for 12 hours a day. There's not enough berries to— you know. Yeah. And you still have to— You're, like, walking two miles to get a bucket of water? Yeah, there's (sighs) no—like, I don't—I mean, I know there's, like, commune houses and stuff. That sounds interesting. Does it? Yeah, You want to live with all those people? All in your your shit. I wouldn't mind. As long as I have my, uh, like, some private space. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just there's such disproportionate wealth. And, you know, yeah. it's a, there's, like, this crazy thing, right? Like, Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, They're really good. Right. They give so, money right, to they good, give yeah. money to environmental mm-hmm. cause. Mm-hmm. $10 million, All their profits, like, they're wow. giving. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the problem with that and what's going on now with these kids and this, like, brand worship. Like, mm-hmm. these brands mm-hmm. are now becoming these, like, political forces mm. mm-hmm. as well as this, like, religion. Mm. So the fact that, like, capitalism needs to exist, and I agree with you, it does, even though there are so many evils to right. it, right? Like. Bottled water. Like, I mean, what if the there fuck was, is that, right? if there was, a, yeah, if there was something else, I'd be happy to try it. But I don't know what that is. Maybe, maybe somebody's come up with it. I just don't know. But could you imagine though, like if you were in uh, like a socialist society, or, or or even you know socialist communist society, right? And your job and your twelve hours a day brought you the same amount of money as somebody who didn't work. Mm-hmm. would you still work? You know right. what I mean? Because yeah. some people are like, oh, of course I'd work. Working makes me mm-hmm. happy. And, mm-hmm. like, I need to feel a purpose. I think as humans, we do need to feel purpose. Right. But wouldn't, like, sort of, like, apathy and, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why am I busting my ass to come home for this, you know, $40 right. a day and this guy doesn't work right. and he gets the same amount of money? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's a sort of like capitalism gives you uh, incentive mm-hmm. to sort of bust your ass. Like with just the idea of that's being able— That's what they say to keep us down. That's <laughs> right. It's true. I mean, I lived in France for two years uh-huh. in the 80s. And it's social socialist there. And it seemed fine to me. I mean, people—the taxes were insane. It was like over 50% of your money went to taxes. But wow. everybody had health care, mm-hmm. really good health care. And people were taken care of. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on there now. I think it's very different. They're having problems. I know. I need. I haven't really been. We on need top to of do that. that here. I know. We should be in the streets, but people are too busy working <laughs> for, we their, for capitalism. We need to make hot pink high vis vests, like yeah. construction yeah. vests. Oh, I like that. I know it would yeah. be so good. I keep thinking about making jumpsuits like that with 3M, like yeah. in hot pink mm-hmm. and like with a matching hat. Right? I'd wear. Oh that. my God! Slut walk. Yeah. Here we come. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, but I, I actually think that every day when I wake up, like, why aren't, you know, every day when we re- when you read the news and there's just more horrible things that are happening with Trump, like. Why are it, we going in the street? And Because we can't. We're too busy trying to live. You know what I mean? It's But it's, is that the whole country or is that just New York and uh, L.A. and Seattle, like San Francisco? They're really. I don't know. Everybody 
I don't know. People aren't for people don't get mad about things until it personally affects them. So when something happens where you're personally affected, meaning your taxes are higher or somebody in your family has mm-hmm. to deal with some kind of a health issue, that's when people get fired up. But we really should be fired up for everyone. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, it's, I think that. There are so many things that we need to be fighting for just at at home mm-hmm. that they're sort of taking our focus off of all that mm-hmm. with this theatrics that's mm-hmm. going on with 45 and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that whole sort of shit show that's going on in D.C. Yeah. That you can't even think about, like, hey, how can we handle the, the subway issues? Mm-hmm. So do you know about this, uh, the old school train that runs? On yeah. Sundays, I've never actually seen it, but I've seen pictures. It's of on it. the it's uh, what line is on it? the A, the A. Okay, it goes from f- express from 59th to 125th, and then it loops back around every half hour, I think, or every hour, something like. I can't. How remember. old is it? Like, what era is it from? It's the original subway train from like whatever the twenties or something. Yeah, the twenties. Okay. So it's like a wood, cool, a wood, a wooden uh, mm-hmm. subway car. No graffiti. So, there's no graffiti. <laughs> Not yet. I'm sure there's there must have been graffiti. Yeah. There happens to be like a lot of like special needs people are really obsessed with the subways. Mm-hmm. They're like obsessed with it. You know, you uh, once in a while you hear a, a train getting abducted. They made a movie about that guy who stole the train, mm. and he sort of was a savant. Uh, okay. There, when you go on this train, mm-hmm. there's just packs of them, huh. and it's like these people. They can figure out what to do yeah. with the subway system. Mm-hmm. But the because <laughs> they're obsessed right. with like the signals. It's always right. like these 1920 signal system. Yeah. Like oh. we can't get a GPS in the goddamn train. Like right. it's on everyone's phone, but you can't put it in the train. Like I don't understand how mm. they can't like upgrade this. And yeah. but it's sort of like if those people that are so obsessed as laymen could sit around and, like, figure out what's going on in mm-hmm. the subway system, we we would have a, um, you know, some remedies to a lot of these issues that's going on. And what's going to happen is if this system fails, which is going to, right? You ride the train every day? Almost Pretty every much, day? almost, yeah. I ride the train every day. And um, it's falling apart, mm-hmm. like— mm-hmm. In front of my eyes. Yeah, it's getting really bad. It's really bad. You know, it's really the only thing that keeps New York from being this, like, gated, rich community. Well, Manhattan, more, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not really the outer boroughs. But, well, they suck out there, too. Right? Well, like yeah. Brooklyn, and they're bad. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny, right? I was watching these people um, screaming and yelling about Amazon coming to Long Island City, and mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> The original gentrifiers are angry. Like, mm-hmm. they, what did you think? You got, you displaced all these people, right. and now you're getting displaced. Right. Like, welcome yes. to the club, honey. Yeah, that's the story of New York. And But New York's always kind of been like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. It's really shitty. It's cheap. Every mm-hmm. All the cool people move in. Mm-hmm. Boom, it gets expensive. Everybody leaves. Right. And, you know? Right. Um, but... I don't know more. New York has become this place that is seminal in young people's development as people, right? So they mm-hmm. come and they want to live here 
sometime in their 20s to 30s, and then they go back to wherever they came mm-hmm, from. Mm-hmm. And it's this transitional sort of— Right. They're willing to live— to cut their teeth. Right, in an expensive, tiny apartment right. so they can go to these restaurants or clubs mm-hmm. or bars and live. Or their jobs. Right, their yep. jobs. But they have these jobs, and they live in these, like— mm-hmm. Tenements, uh, expensive luxury apartments, which Mm -hmm. are shitholes, Mm -hmm. just so they can be here. But they're not – they don't give back. They're not giving back. And I I was reading this whole subway plan. This is what I read, okay? That, you know, this fair hike, it'll be done by like 2050. Mm. I got to give you my money for 2050. What are they putting it up to? I didn't even hear about this. They're not now. They took it off the table. Oh, okay, good. It was going to go up to three, I think, or three ten, or something. Or it was just going to be like the week. They had different. They mm-hmm. had different tiers of it, and they were going to just do like the weekly and the monthly. Mm-hmm. We're going to be more, but maybe you were going to get uh, more free rides mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and that your you know single service two seventy five rate mm-hmm. was going to stay the same. But then they were like, oh no, we'll just raise it across the board. But then we can do this, that, and the other thing. These execs make. Half a million dollars, mm. like, and they're really not well versed or train buffs, subway buffs, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, mm-hmm. we, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on here. I just, it's, it scares me. I'm sorry. I know it's scary. It's I really can't scary. Help you with the trains. I know. Oh, if you could only be. It's not in my wheelhouse, as they say. I hate that I, Oh, I'm like literally like obsessed with it. Yeah. I ride it. Like, and even when I see the lights, I like secretly inside, I'm like, ooh, the train's coming. Aww, like I, yeah, no, so I cute. love, I do. I love the train. I ride my bike when the weather is nice. So I'm lucky that I get to do that. And so now you're like not coming into Manhattan all that no, often. I, no, I live in Brooklyn. I work in Brooklyn. So. And what's I, that like? Great. I love it. I love it. I do not miss. I lived in Manhattan for I don't know, maybe thirty years. Uh huh. I don't miss it. Where did you live? Um, my first apartment was on Fifth between A and B. Oh yeah. And then Deb Parker's block. Yeah, yeah. Then I moved to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I lived there for a while. I lived in Tribeca for a little while. Then I got a cheap, cheap apartment on 89th and Second Avenue, which was is not a cool neighborhood. No, but it was so cheap. I couldn't— Still, you can get the best deals yeah, in that neighborhood. Yeah, it was a deal. And mm-hmm. so then I would, like, have to— Schlep. Schlep. Oh, right, right. All the way up to Down to the Lower East Side. Right, know. right, right. This was before people went to Brooklyn. We never went to Brooklyn. Right. In the 80s or in the 90s. And then I moved to um, 13th in the Village, 5th Avenue and 13th. Nice. Yeah. Very swanky. Mm-hmm. And then um, Soho. Lived in Soho for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then Brooklyn. Which I love. And so, what what made you move to Brooklyn? Trees, <laughs> like you were sick of sort I was of the urban of, experience. Yeah, right, I lived right. in Soho. First of all, I lived on Lafayette Street, which wasn't even that busy then. But I could. It was starting to really get crazy. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even. You know. You know. It just got to the point where you walked out the door, and there was just like floods of people. I never heard a bird chirp. There was no trees, and I was living in a loft. I got sick of loft. We just outgrew it. Right. So, uh, yeah, what, I love Brooklyn. I have was a really it, nice Was it place. because you were family-minded? Well, no. We we stayed there. My husband's a photographer, so he, he needed a studio. There was studio stuff. And our kids were in school. Okay. So we couldn't leave. We really didn't want to rip them out of their schools. So we stayed until they were, like, older and able to handle a move. Okay. 
So yeah, Brooklyn is great. Right. I love it. Yeah, people people they I hear it's great it's over there. It's really nice. You should come over. <laughs> yeah, no, I I went for the first time to Industry City. Oh yeah. And I was like, what is this I know, place? It's so weird. That's where the bust offices are for That is so cool. Yeah. Everybody was telling me that this is like the hot the but, hot spot. But you know, spot. it's kind of gross cuz it's 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 developers and It's developers. It's, it's just it's br- it's very weird it's because very I, that's now. where like I used to get my yeah. like pants sewn mm-hmm. like when yeah. I first started all that stuff is money. going away. Talk about gentrification. I mean, but that you know whatever that's what they're doing. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, how Dumbo. Remember how Dumbo oh, used do. to be a really cool place. Mm-hmm. And our friends lived there in lofts and it was really gritty, and now it's so fancy you can't even. It's crazy. Walk through there. It's just too much. But that's, you know, that's what's going to happen out. And that's what's happening out in, in Sunset Park. Yeah. What about what's, that Japantown? Yeah, Japantown's cool. It looks I, awesome. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. What is I that? like it. There's good food there. Okay. That's all I care about. Right. You know. And it's easy for me to get there on my bike. So. Well, blessings. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cute there. Well, I hope there's at least another 25 years to oh, bust. God. If not forever may may bus live forever and ever and ever thank you and thank you for being the conduit of feminism to the masses to the niche sort of originators even like you you're everything to everyone and and you can't really say that about everyone thank you and you know I really appreciate all your support over the years and all of um, the hard work and you know really sticking it to the man Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) I love you so much and continued success thanks babe I am so impressed that these women are still doing their thing without corporate funds, without a big investor, just doing the work for work's sake, for women's sake, for young women's sake. God bless. We will see you in two weeks. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave us some comments. We want to hear from you. Who would you like to hear next? What other subjects would you like us to talk about? We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and on ACAST.com. You can find me at my store on Delancey Street or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Claw Money, our store at Clonco, online at clonco.com. Come check us out. Say hi. I'd like to thank my producer, Jose Alfaro. I'd like to thank Bubbles NYC for the tunes. And I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for keeping us going in these cold winter months. See you soon. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.